Blog Talk Radio. Fabulous jazz musician, 
And I think yeah. it's just, you know, the balance between you with your voice and him, you know, just brings such a, a great balance and depth. But uh, I love this one. I am absolutely a huge fan of the philosophy uh, on this. I'm a big proponent. I did a lot of inspirational speaking, and especially to corporations. And the one thing I really wanted to tell everybody was the, the benefits, and I maybe I should write a book about this day, one day, the benefits of playing hooky. Yeah. Good idea. And 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 here is a song about playing hooky. Yeah. It's a fun song. Why don't you tell us how you you conceived this and how you executed it? Well, my husband's writing partner, Mitchell Usher, they've done some off-Broadway shows together. I asked him to come up with just a fun song. I didn't give them a topic. I just said, I want a fun song. Um, I don't want it to be gloom and doom, not about love, not about just just a fun song. I want it, I, I, I like a don't worry, be happy song. That's what I wanted, just a fun song. And that's what they came up with. And we actually rewrote the song five days before we uh, cut it in the studio. We rewrote the melody. Because it sounded very much like another melody, so we rewrote the melody, and um, and that's what we came up with. And we didn't have the yeah at the end until like <laughs> almost almost a month before we went into production. I was like, you know what? I feel like do you remember that Mary Tyler Moore show or that My Girl? It was My Girl where she throws up her hat at the end, yes. at the beginning yes. of the opening credits. I can't remember who it is. I think it's Marlo Thomas. I don't remember. But I wanted something like that. Like, yeah. And that's yeah, what that, did. That, uh, that that put the that put took the lid off it or put it on it. I'm one or the other, but yeah, that's so um and, you know, and I, I always tell when I was a manager for a, a Fortune five hundred company, every once in a while I'd call an an avid skier and one a storm would be coming in, and I had another avid skier on my sales team. I would call them up and say, what are you doing tomorrow? And they'd say, well, I have this call and this schedule. And I said, well, I think you you should reschedule all of those. And they said, why? And I said, because we're going skiing. And immediately yeah. this fear would set in. And they go, well, well, wait a minute. We can't do that because it's a work day. I said, yeah. And yeah. Uh, I said, we get, paid, we get paid for what we sell. We don't get paid per hour. And so they said, well, what if somebody finds out? And I said, well, are you going to tell them? <laughs> and, and then and I, this was my final sales pitch. I would say, listen, what we are about to do tomorrow, you will remember the rest of your life this day. And I said, you will never remember that day as a work day. <laughs> and wow. years later... Years, 20, 30 years later, that the same individual called me, and I said to him, you know, we talked about old times. I said, Tim, what was the one of the coolest day we ever worked? He goes, that day we played hooky and skied. <laughs> I sent the um, I sent take the day off to the producers at the Dr. Phil show because he was doing a week-long take the day off and how people need to rejuvenate. So I sent the song to the producers. I already took the proper precautions to make sure it wouldn't be stolen, and I actually got a call back. And it was a call back to say no. <laughs> oh, wow. It wasn't a call back to say yay, but it was the fact that, you know, this is, this is that at that moment, it was a serious topic. We really do need to, compare to our European neighbors, 
Come on, take the day mm-hmm. off. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, I got to tell you a little bit about Rosemary. She's an outstanding human. Um, Rosemary, why don't you you tell remind everybody some of our regular listeners and bring Donna up to date on what you go through day to day. Uh, with you, you, with what you've been, you, you, the dish that you've been served in life, and with uh, your beautiful daughter Victoria. Yes, yes. Uh, my daughter was diagnosed. My daughter Victoria was diagnosed at a young age, around eight months, uh, with Rett syndrome. R E T T. A lot of people tend to confuse it with Tourette, but it's Rett, and uh, it's mostly in girls. And she is immobile. She is unable to really use her hands at all or even um, to express herself. Um, time to time, certain words will come out, but other than that, it's through cries or we have to watch her eye gaze or, or facial expressions. But, um, you know, you, you're talking about this song here, and, and the way you say yeah at the end, that it's just the optimism. And that's something that uh, I'm, I'm a chronic optimist myself, I, I believe. And I, I've actually had people roll their eyes at me, but I say, you know, just it's it's how you look at your day. And and uh, that that's how each morning I wake up and I'm able to walk in and, and, uh, and get Victoria ready for her day. Right, right, right. So, Donna, just uh, <laughs> it really that really resonated with you. Now, because you know this uh, show, it, it, uh, you know we don't want to lose track, but we wanted to talk about some of the great things that are happening for you. And first of all, talk about the Grammy uh, situation. Wow, that was wonderful. About about a year and a half ago, everything really um, started moving with Florida. It was very nice. I was asked to join the Recording Academy. You know how you you hear on the Oscars or the Emmys or the Grammys, they'd like to thank the Academy. Well, that's what I was asked to join. And it's a very long process to be a member of the Academy. But once you're a member, you are, if you meet the requirements, able to submit your CD for consideration for a Grammy nomination. So so it's not like, oh, I made a CD, I'm going to submit it. It's a little harder than that. So I was able to join the Academy, and sure enough, my CD met the requirements, and I was able to submit it for a nomination. I was so excited because I received the first round, and my CD got on the ballot. And I couldn't believe it. I was jumping up and down. My husband, we were school kids. It was so exciting to see my name with all these other, about about 200 other albums that made it. Then we got to the second round, which is the actual nomination. Now, I did not. I did not get the nomination. But you know what? It was the jazziest, most fun ride of my life, and I wouldn't change it for a moment. Sometimes people are like, oh, well, just to be nominated is a thrill. Oh, just to get on the ballot is a thrill. You know what? It is. It is a thrill. I, I'm like, I did it. I put myself out there, and it could have flopped. It could, I could have been like, yeah, I didn't, even, I didn't even get on the ballot. But I did, and it was, it was an exhilarating ride. People are like, but you didn't get the nomination. I'm like, yeah, I didn't, but I tried. Did you try? I love, I love try? those. I love those people. Well, but you didn't get the, you know, it's like, I, I don't know if you know about, we have a team here, um, maybe, you know, they're not, they're not very well known. Uh, it's New England, uh, oh yeah, Patriots. I don't, have you heard of them? No, I haven't. What about them? <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Patriots, a basketball team, a football team. Sorry. Sorry. Well, you know what I love about I love about this whole thing is, you know, every year they're consistently within the top four teams of the National Football League, which is a huge achievement. And people will say, yeah, but they didn't win the Super Bowl. It's like, are you serious? Oh, the Patriots! Are you serious? You know? Are you serious you didn't know? Okay. No, no. No, but it's that whole thing that, oh, well, just the fact that you were in you were selected with among the 200 top jazz yes. musicians in yes. the world. That That is yes. phenomenal. And, and phenomenal. I think before you continue, I want to I redeem myself right now. I thought when you said Patriots that it was a jazz band in your neighborhood. <laughs> I did not say you meant the Patriots. I mean, come on. I thought you were being facetious and, you know, and playing no, along with me. No, I never heard of those guys. Oh, that's But, uh, yeah, I mean, I just hear you work hard, and there's a lot of uh, – I'm sitting here with a, a great friend of mine. We just got reunited yesterday after a long hi- – too long of a hiatus, but one of the great humans in the comedy field, Larry Rapucci. Larry, say hi to everybody. Hello, ladies. Lawrence Joseph Rapucci, 310, hi. Medford, Mass. <laughs> well, Larry and I have been through the whole Boston comedy scene, and you know the fact that uh, we saw, you know, the greats of, you know, that have emerged from that. You know, the Paula Poundstones, the Stephen Wrights, uh, the Dennis Learys, and you know, now right now Louis C.K., who's making quite a name, and just to have been in the presence in the same clubs at the same time with that whole experience, even though, you know, we may have not has as of yet, but it's not over yet, when has reached that stature, uh, it puts you, you know, it gives you a, a, an amazing feeling of accomplishment. So why don't you talk about that? Donna? Oh, I apologize. I, <laughs> I, I, was, I, heard I was waiting for I was waiting for Larry. I'm oh no! Sorry, we we uh, no. I wanted you to talk about your feeling of accomplishment as you uh, as you no, as you got it. into that at two hundred. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. You just yeah. I just I got confused, Larry. I'm welcome. Thank you. Hi. Um, my feeling of accomplishment is just about. I'm going to be honest with you. I I'm weird. I think every baby step is an accomplishment. When I um, graduated from the New York Academy of Theatrical Arts. I was beyond thrilled, and I didn't even like the theater. My favorite, when you said comedy, my favorite class was stand-up comedy. I love comedy. And when you come to my shows, I'm not a clown, but we have fun. I'm not the type, well, ladies and gentlemen, our next song. I'm like, wow, that was fun. Let's do another one. I'm very, my favorite class was comedy. When I went to Juilliard, it was I think it's the baby steps of those accomplishments that make me so excited. My my um, application was thrown back five times from the Recording Academy. And each time, I didn't get discouraged. I just rolled up my sleeves and said, all right, let's accomplish this next one. Let's, let's figure out what we did wrong, and let's go on. So my feeling of accomplishment, I'm going to be honest with you, even in the little steps, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm, I'm like, I, I'm like, we may not get to the end prize for years, 
But we're going to try. I always saw myself up there on that Grammy stage. I've been watching the Grammys since I was Aaron Carpenter. Come on, guys, work with me. I mean, I remember that. I remember Captain and Tennille. I, I know I'm mentioning things that people are like, what? But I remember watching the Grammys then, and I'm putting out my next album, or my, oh, God, I said album, my next CD in 2016, and I've already got the application for submitting it again. I'm good. My, those small accomplishments, I'm, those are those are very important to me, and I'm just going to keep on going and keep on striving. Did that answer you know, your question? Uh, you know, Donna, can you kind of curb your enthusiasm a little bit here? Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. We got, we got all this positivity here going in this room. You know, uh, one of the my favorite quotes I've been, uh, I lost my leg at the age of 13 to cancer, lived in the inner city, mm-hmm. and uh, I was one of the only white kids uh, in many blocks. <laughs> and uh, so I dealt with some adversity growing up and learned how to overcome that first challenge. As, and I love having Rosemary here because every day uh, Rosemary wakes up with a major mountain to climb every single day. Mm-hmm. And she does mm-hmm. it and comes on with this great spirit. And, you know, this is the kind of thing that this is the reason the show is called Upbeat. And so I always looked for, you know, things that um, – you know, how to how to achieve success, how to move on, how to uh Hi. you know, climb Hi. that mountain, how to get to the top. And I was watching uh, John Cougar Mellencamp one night being interviewed and mm-hmm. he said is every major accomplishment accomplishment in my life started with little baby steps. Right. Right. And and you're right. And th- that is the joy. And Larry's here today. And he knows the excitement of what we went through in those early days, watching people rise to fame and being part of that and watching their talent and just the electricity in the room. And, you know, the Rolling Stones always talk about the joy of playing a little club. Right. Right. You know, and Steve Martin talks about that. When he was doing those stadiums with 60,000, you know, of course, enjoying all that fame, he says it was nowhere near the fun of a tight, intimate room. And, and you must feel that, too, when you play your music. Of course, I do. I love a small – we just had a gig last night. There was only 30 people in the audience, and we were dancing, having a great time, just smiling and yep. laughing. But I've also done Nebraska International Jazz Festival with 6,000. And I had just as much fun. I love it small. I love it large. It's fantastic. The energy you just can't beat. You know, and um, well, well, let's think wow. it's time, since we're talking about the moment, why don't we play your, your the next song that you gave me? Is that all right? Okay. <laughs> okay, there we go.
of now. And uh, uh-huh. it's, you know, you talked about the energy. You know, I recently played uh, a beautiful room up in a little country club, uh, private, uh, public country club and um, golf course. And uh, I had played it years ago, and it was a tight little room. And, you know, when the magic happens of something like that and the energy, there is, I mean, and all this energy that you're talking about is just what you've got here in this song. It's about now. Now, that's right. That's right. And and all of the power, you know, uh, Eckhart Tolle became a multi-multi-millionaire on the power of now because once Oprah embraced him, you know, and uh, yeah. but there is there's that moment, that buzz, that, that I don't know how else to describe it, but this an, an, an immense joy that comes when you've you've made that connection with the audience, and you and in your case your music, and in our case as comedians the timing and the rap and, and the whole thing, and you know right. that's that's the beauty of that. And Rosemary and I talk about this a lot uh, when we do our shows about spirituality, et cetera. What'd you think, Rosemary, about the words and the lyrics there? I actually sat here and closed my eyes. I took it all in. It was I love I loved it. I could I'm not so agree glad. more with each lyric. I'm so glad. That was that. And the beauty within. Now, where did you? How did you decide? Everything you do, for at least the sampling we have. Now, do you, first of all, let me get this out of the way. Do you do some standards as well? Oh, absolutely. I, I the reason I didn't send you the cover song is because the two I sent you are heard worldwide. Cover songs are very strong in jazz, but a lot of people want original. And that's why I shared, yeah. that's the first reason. I shared the originals with you. But, yes, I do do cover songs. Most of my show is. But this moment of now introduced us to Sydney, Australia. Um, wow. Take the Day Off introduced us to Cape Town, South Africa. The really? song. Were, extreme, were extremely successful. Yes, I, I, you've seen my website. I could have sent you a Bossa Nova or, or Summertime, a Gershwin. But I, I felt for your show, because, because we, are, we are strong in what we do, I felt for your show those two songs would be a little more um, poignant and, and personal. Oh, they're perfect. They're absolutely yeah, perfect. So, yes, I do. Yeah, do so now what? Good, but now in, in your originals, this is this, you know, the kind of thing that uh, Rosemary and I love to talk about all the time. It's the beauty within, the moment, take the day off, live. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to be thinking on their deathbed, oh boy, I should have spent another day at the office. Uh, right. You know, what, what is this because you you live this that, that way that you wanted to bring the message, or did you want to? Are you looking out as oh. I do sometimes on the world and saying, boy, the world really needs to hear? Uh, these yeah, messages. Um, for me, remember, I'm the singer. These songs were brought to me. It's it's very, I, I don't play with words. The writer, Carol Bell, is extremely, she's an artist. She's phenomenal. And when she wrote this song for me, she did write this for me, and she shared that with me. I, I was like, oh, my goodness, because she sees I am a freak. I do have a lot of joy. I find I find happiness in the smallest accomplishments and the smallest things. It doesn't have to be a ama- just getting up. I'm happy. So when she wrote this and approached my husband to compose the music, um, it really it just flowed. And by the time it got to me and my trio, we did this song in three takes. I mean, when it hit, it hit. Wow. And this song, 
um, I mean, Doug Richard trio um, and Billy on bass and Billy Alfred on piano and Mike Cervone on drums, we literally sometimes don't even practice our song. We, some, we go into the studio and we do it maybe two or three takes just to get the fly into it. Sometimes, don't get me wrong, practicing is extremely important, and I encourage everybody to learn their craft and do it well and go to school and be educated. But sometimes, um, boy, we can, Rosemary, we, we can just sit down and do it, and you know it's right. You know you nailed it on the first or second take. But, um, but I do live by, I you know, know how I am. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm in a... I stumbled into something, and you know we could mm-hmm. we could go on. We could <clears throat> talk forever about the the magic of the of the world and God and the universe and uh, the the uh, things that come our way. And I'm in the same situation. I've hooked up with a female comedian, Tammy Polarod of uh, Portland, mm-hmm. Maine, who is, in my opinion, is a a comedic genius. Uh, of the likes of uh, Lucille Ball and 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 others. Oh, I love and, um, when we get in and we will just sit down and have a premise and then roll the roll the tape, so to speak, and go, and it will be completely improv, like two jazz musicians, you know, just jamming. And Wonderful. you know, there's but but I know what you're saying. There's a magic. Talk about the magic of the moment. There is something in the room that it seems right. to be guiding the whole thing. You hit it. And when I you mean, do you get that, that zone, feeling from time go, to time? Go with that zone. I, I agree with it. I, I've mentored quite a few musicians and um, and even even um, musicians, and I'm always saying it, once you hit that zone, you've made it. You've made it. If you're just playing those notes and it's all really nice, get into the zone. I promise you, you'll know when you hit it. It's a wonderful feeling. And when you're doing comedy, isn't it awesome? When you just go back and forth and you hit each other's cues, it's like, and you're making those jokes just come alive, you've hit the zone. It's awesome. Oh, we got an extra 15. Um, we're t- I'm just talking to Larry here. He's worried about the time. Uh, but, no, oh, we have I another. They, they grant us. No, no, no. They grant us another. It says uh, they're prompting us, telling us we're running out of time, but they get, grant us another 15 minutes. We've got another 15 uh, to go here um but yeah the, you know there's that um it, it, to me it's anybody who's written anybody who's performed knows that uh there's a let's call it whatever we want to call it and everybody has their own words for it but there's something bigger than ourselves that is going on and when you tap into that in that creative mood and and mode you uh, you, you know you really do feel something magical and it, it, you know, whether it's musicians or writers or actors or, or comedians, painters, um, we all talk about the same thing. Yes, we do. You're absolutely right. You know, I I love to hear. Uh, Winton has a show on. Marsalis has a show on, or used to anyway. Um, Sirius XM. Um, and one day he was just, you know, I love to hear him talk because he talks like he's playing jazz. You know, he's just, when he gets in a riff, it, it's it's really magical. And he said one day, he was talking about Thelonious Monk and some of the amazing, you know, transcendent things that Thelonious did that nobody else was able to do. And he yeah. said, well, Thelonious, he said, had his own pathway to the divine. And he says, 
as all great artists have their particular pathway. And he says, and nobody can access that particular pathway but that particular artist. And I thought that was such a beautiful way because even though the, the place that that divine is all universal and, and the same, our own individual our own pathway is what what creates our individuality as you've done today with you know, we've heard your music because nobody can do Dr. Donna Singer like Dr. Donna Singer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, do you, you you do kind of agree with his, his thesis there that uh, you know? Oh, that, absolutely. Well, I, I definitely agree with it. My my favorite performer is Keely Smith and um, Joe Stafford. Well, and and I uh, I used to try and sing like them all the time. I said, no, no, you can't you can't be them. You have to be you. And I like being me. Exactly. You, you can try, but I exactly. like Exactly. Well, you know, it, it's, it, but it's kind of funny because as comedians, and I'm going to let Larry say a few things here in a little bit, but as comedians, that sometimes is the only way in, is that you, you imitate great comedians. And what happens by right. doing that is you do enough of them, and all of a sudden your own voice materializes. That's it exactly. Very good. Very well said. Great. I'm going to let Larry did radio for years. We just reconnected yesterday, and he's an amazing spirit sitting beside me. I'm going to, I'm going to give him a shot at asking a couple of questions here. Here you go. Sure. Uh, thank you very much. This is my real voice. I know I sound like a subwoofer. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk to Rosemary first, then I have a comment about the doctor's comment about being an artist. Um, I'm funny because yeah. I have to be, because I want to be. Anybody should be able to understand that, but Rosemary, you are still there in Maine, yes? Yes, I am, yes. Great. I heard Tom's quote, you climb a mountain every day. I'm here to tell you, even though we'll probably never meet, if people give you a hard time and place doubt in your head, you call me up, Tom will give you my number. I'll cheer you up in one sentence. I'm really good at it. (laughs) And I used to live in Old Orchard Beach, Maine, but then I realized I'm not a Vietnam veteran and I don't have a motorcycle, so I had to leave. <laughs> but Tom, could you keep laughing, please? So, okay. uh, uh, don't let somebody disgruntled, don't let their nature make a home in you, Rosemary, and you'll live another day. Oh, no, of course. Uh, thank you very much. I, yeah, definitely. Uh, that's something that uh, I, I have, uh, I'll put it this way, very, very short and very quick. When I, every morning when I go, to, even if every day throughout the day with Victoria, uh, she has instilled that strength in me that as uh, I'm trying to remember the band now, and that's pretty bad because I'm, I'm pretty high up up there on music, um, is the one uh, Don't Bring Me Down. And that's something that, you know, it just not much can really bring you down once you get to a certain point. You know, you build up enough strength. And then when you start feeling that you're starting to collapse, you try to remind yourself as to what you're keeping yourself strong for. And I've kept myself strong for her, but now I, I've I've come into like a whole new, uh, I want to say in the past year, I've come into a whole new strength with myself. So, but I will definitely, I will definitely uh, take your advice. I would definitely, yes, for sure. Yeah, hang out with people that charge your battery, not drain it. Exactly. Right. Well, yes. Yeah, the the, yeah, the end, as the the quotes have been put out there for 
for a while now, I've heard people talking about these, quote, energy vampires. So <laughs> I know it sounds kind of silly, yeah. but, yeah, definitely, yeah. No, it doesn't. I understand it. Knowledge is in power. Understanding is. I wrote that. But um, <laughs> I'll, listen, I'll make sure things are going to work out with you. You just hang in there and overcome everything, and you'll be all right. And like I say, if you there's no shame in having a good cry all by yourself. I just wouldn't recommend do it on a bus in Maine. <laughs> because No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> because the local bus service stinks in Maine. But, but it's going to work out for you. Hang in there, and if you feel blue and you need to be picked up, I'm really good at cheering people up. Yes, you are. Now, the other thing I want to say about uh, the doctor is you said the word artist. I love artists. I, I love looking at art, too. And the other day, someone asked me, are you an artist? I go, yes, I'm an artist. I'll prove it. I can't make a living. <laughs> That's today's joke through Florida, Maine, and I'm handing the phone back to Tom here in South Boston. I hope things work out for you, ladies. Take it a great day. Thank you. Listen, you I just received a, I just received a text. Um, uh, there's a there's a huge story behind uh, Larry, and we'll, we'll cover it some other show. Maybe we'll get together and do this again because this is. I, I'm not you know flattering you, uh, doctor, but this is one of the best shows we've ever had, and um, it, it really is. This is. And it's so great that this will be on iTunes soon, and it will be uh, within a day. And you can just go to iTunes and uh, search uh, Tom Hayes Upbeat, and it will be there. And it's also, you can go to Blog Talk Radio and uh, okay. just, again, up, Upbeat. And you can download this, and you can put it on your website, Doctor. And, I will. Uh, you know, all of these beautiful things now. Uh, here's the oh hey I got a, this text asks ask uh, Dr. Singer what or who her number one passion is and she also says her lyrics are taken from scripture in part interesting so you want to talk about those things well I was the music minister at the First Baptist Church for 17 years in charge of all three choirs and the music for the services so yes that, that definitely has a touch and I sang gospel and I still do sing gospel in fact, one of my one of my reviews was someone said um, she has a great jazz voice with just a touch of gospel. So that's interesting. She picked up on that. And the first thing um, I think she was saying was, "Oh, now I already forgot." But um, but that's number one passion. Gospel. Oh, my number one passion. Right. Yes. My number one passion um, is singing. That's my passion. Yep. That's what I do. It's true I have my doctorate degree. It's in human resources administration. I do have a business side to me. I do. But my passion is singing. And now I'm singing more than I ever have. And the doors are open and I'm going to walk through it because the moment is now, the moment of now. Thank you. You know, this uh, this text came from a, a lady I've known for Good, the majority of my life right now, and um, she recently, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, she's a woman of faith, and out of nowhere, singing came to her. And in fact, her first song was a gorgeous, gorgeous uh, Christian song. Um, mm -hmm. With just, she wrote the lyrics and the music, and uh, with a little pushing and prompting from me because I could sense, um, you know, her talent. And she's come out. Now, what's your advice to somebody who just comes on this later in life and, and she's, over, she's just consumed with this passion? 
What would you, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes she gets depressed thinking that, oh, it's too late. But So what do you have to say about that? Well, I have a lot to say. I'm going to be 50, and I, I'm still hitting my prime. My son is 24. I, I would say create those doors, walk through it, and start networking. You want to sing, go create your gigs. Nobody's going to call you. Call the local restaurant. Call the, call the local jazz studio. Get your band together. Rehearse. Start doing it. Don't wait for someone to come, but create your door and walk through it. I approached the Recording Academy. I didn't wait for them to say, Donna, would you join us? I approached Nebraska's International Jazz Festival. I approached Kansas. I said, I sing and I want to be a part of your show. Of course they laughed at me. They said, who are you? And I just kept perfecting my craft. Don't let that stop you. We're living to 80 and 90 now. 50 is nothing. 70 is nothing. You keep going. Every day is a blessing. And if you are starting, you're truly starting now, Get your knowledge together. Create the door. Walk through it. You can do it. But network. I'm part of the Chamber of Commerce. I'm part of the Rotary Club, the Lions Club. I'm in parent groups. I let everyone know I sing, not just musicians. Oh, that's wonderful. Go to musicians. You say you want to sing, find your musicians. But go everywhere. The Chamber of Commerce is a great way to start. They love music. They'll come support you. Start networking, not just within the music world, but within the business world, within the teaching world. You start getting yourself out there, create the doors, and go through it. That's great advice. You're right. You know, I just saw the uh, the movie Jersey Boys. Ah, great, mm. great. I thought so. Somebody said it got bad yeah. reviews, but I can't even conceive now. But Christopher Watkins, if you remember the scene where Frankie Valley is saying, hey, to Christopher Walken, you know, I'm getting a little, uh, you know, I, I, I'm 16. I want this thing to happen fast. <laughs> yeah, how about Mr. Walken, Mr. Walken says to him, oh, really? So you're impatient. He said, uh, <laughs> you know, and he looked at him. He says, just keep practicing. And then he says, you know, you, you work hard and the rest follows. And I, I just love that quote because I don't know of anything truer. And, you know, as you yeah. said earlier, it's the baby steps. It's the joy of, of, of singing. It's the joy of doing the work. It's the joy of that particular audience. And that's the work. That's the heart. And even though it's not work for us because it's love. Uh, but that, and then there seems to be, you know, just as we talked about that place where you go and you, that magic happens of, of that creativity, that zone we talk about, that particular thing, whatever, again, people, their preference for calling that, will guide and have you felt that, that you you do the work, but do you also feel that you're being guided? Absolutely. I, I'm a very, very strong Christian, very strong karma, very strong integrity. Everything works together for the good. Jump in that zone. I am guided every day, absolutely. And one last thing uh, to the person who wants to start now, follow up. I'm sorry, I've lost gigs because I put in my call and I didn't follow up. You want to perform, don't just call them once. Don't just call them twice. And I know you're like, well, what's the fine line of of being a pest and wanting a gig? Well, there is a fine line, but follow up. I've lost performances because I didn't follow up. I thought I had it in the bag and I didn't call to say, hey, just touching base with you. So follow up. Excellent. You know, they – 
I when I decided I wanted to uh, become a salesperson, and I had never sold, but I had been in a position of a buyer, and people, uh, salespeople came to me, and when I went on interviews, they would ask me, what do you think it takes to be a great salesman? And I learned from the best who came, and that was my two words, follow up. Those who followed up, whether they were good or not, those who yes. followed up got the business. That's the one exactly. that I've lost gigs because of that. And I kick myself every time. Very good advice, Tom. Very good advice. Yep. And, uh, you know, just uh, Rosemary still there. Rosemary, you follow up every single day. You know, but, you know your spirit and your your love. I mean, you know, let's talk about the fact that, you know, what I think to a lot of the uh, – the lay people who look at us as entertainers, they don't understand that the thing that keeps us going is simple. It's four letters, you know, love. Exactly. Yes! Exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, that magical place we talk about, when you get there, that's what you know it's all about. It's love. It's the love that, you know, keeps us going, the love that we hit, the love that we share. And, you know, in fact, Larry, <laughs> why don't you tell them about the quote I gave you years ago? We were opening, now, we both opened for Phyllis, is that right? Yes, we were, we opened for Phyllis Diller, one of the all-time greats of comedy. And, yeah, Larry's yeah. going to tell you what I told him that night. Uh, I'm not really sure if I can recall the quote. Well, you just said it yesterday. You, you don't get laughs. Oh, yeah. Um, well, as you know, Dr., you're so hard on yourself because your standards are so high. Um, I, I was kind of murmuring and complaining. I didn't get laughs tonight. And Tom stopped me in my tracks and said, you don't get laughs, you give laughs. And and I was healed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and the second show was easier. Um, just like recently when I saw Jerry Lewis get interviewed on YouTube, mm-hmm. the first thing mm-hmm. he said was, when you walk into a comedy club or any kind of club and there's an entertainer on stage, you're looking at someone that is in trouble. <laughs> so that helped me too. Back back to Tom. All right, we're going to they're going to cut us off in about 20 seconds here. I can't tell you how happy I am with this. This is the joy of uh, the internet and the joy of connecting with people and doctor, thank you so much for getting back to me. Talk about follow up. You followed up after a year. That's right. That's right. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. Call me soon. Okay, well, I'm going to sign off with a little music. All right. Thank you, ladies. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.